Get Into Gate. This is episode 132. We are talking Stargate SG1. The full Get Into Gate team is here. My name's Mitch. Joining me, Matty, Yow. Brendan, Hello. and Reese. G'day, guys. Reese, if uh, you are joining us for the first time, is our first time viewer watching each episode for the very first time. One episode per week. The rest of us, we love Stargate and have for the last 20 odd years. We've been Shit, finally. Yeah. We've finally gotten Reese into it, and he's giving us his thoughts as a first-time viewer each and every week on the podcast. We are talking about the second-last episode of Season 6 today, Prophecy. Uh, we will get Some into... would say the penultimate, Mitch. Uh, well, and I usually would, because I love <laughs> the would, shit would. out of that word. <laughs> the penultimate synopsis <laughs> of Season 6 would read... On a routine mission, SG-1 encounters a civilization desperate to be freed from the clutches of a gold. While on the planet, Jonas falls ill and is suspended from active duty. His mysterious illness is diagnosed as a brain tumour, but gives him the unbelievable ability to glimpse the future. A future where O'Neill and SG-1 are walking into a trap. <laughs> what is that's a new one? Yeah. That's from my favourite show at the moment, Archer. Oh, oh nice. Thought you were gonna say Rick and Morty. Yeah. You've been all over that, mate. You watch, it's your second viewing. You've watched you Rick and it. Morty more than I have. I've watched it. I've seen every episode of Rick and Morty at least three times, and I still don't get the fascination. Why are you watching it? It's so he's insane. Hoping, he's hoping someday it'll just click. I'm hoping it'll click one day. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand. We keep telling you, you need to have an alcohol yeah, you dependency. Need, you guys like, need to watch Archer because there is way more alcohol dependency humor in Archer than there is in Rick and Morty. Yeah, but it's not like you're watching someone drinking and, oh, yeah, he drinks and I No, it's the underlying psychological factor oh, of... trust me. <laughs> alcohol watch, dependency. Watch Archer. Watch Archer. Couldn't be bothered. <laughs> Could you be bothered watching Prophecy, Reese? Because I'm going to go do a Mitch and just not watch it on purpose now, like Galaxy Quest. <laughs> Mitch, you should watch it. I, Galaxy Quest, yeah, is it good? Yeah. Oh, I'll probably watch it. Then. Yeah, give it, a, give it a watch, mate. I own it. I was just waiting for a good... <laughs> Just for a good excuse. That's a lie. I don't. Could have bought it at the cheap the other week, and I'm like, nah, not worth it. Screw it. Just loan you my copy, mate. Is it Blu-ray? Nah, I'm not going to bother. I don't don't, don't think the production company bothered to release it on Blu-ray either, mate. They did. They did. No, it's it's on sale all the time at JB Hi-Fi. Like, I could pick it up. They're trying to get rid of that one copy, and no one will buy it. (laughs) Come on, Mitch. Buy two, get one free, buddy. Hey, look, if JB give me a free uh, Blu-ray player, I'll buy it. If JB just give me anything. Gotta love that shop. Reese Prophecy, what'd you think, buddy? Jonas episode. Yeah, look. Um, oh, good start. Oh, look, love Jonas. Bit of a weird episode, to be honest. Just sort of reusing an, an idea of an episode not too long ago. It was pretty cool that he could see into the future and the way they played it off. But um, was it though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well. No, look, <laughs> I don't want to badmouth Jonas, but uh, it's not his fault. No, he's yeah. a victim of bad writing again. <laughs> yeah, as he has been this whole f-ing season. season. Yep. Yeah, look, it is. Yeah, it is. I it's find garbage. it most annoying because he had so many kind of precog or prophecies, but only one was useful. Yeah. And it was, and it was kind of thrown out that it f***ed it up. But it's, oh, no, it turns out there was a horn and O'Neill saw yeah. the ambush, so... Hammond, Hammond radioed, radioed in. Bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they won by technicality. Yeah. Joe gotcha. and really Hammond was the one that saved the day. Yeah, right. Joe and Paul in the uh, audio commentary say that they think this is the best episode they wrote this season. Probably. Right. I mean, well, did right disclosure. I mean, just, the bar's pretty low. Just to run down though. There's no world record there in high jump. Just to run down in order, they wrote Descent. That was a pretty solid episode. Oh, yeah, that was right. This is from top to bottom. Top to bottom. This right. is from the, from the start, start of the season. Finish. Then they had a bit of a lull and wrote Nightwalkers and Shadow Play. Nightwalkers, so, the one with the guava. Was that this season? That's this, oh, geez, that's, that's Jonas like Such what, a long time. Oh, Shadow Jonas. Play was Jonas. Crazy, old, crazy, crazy from Aquadar. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Then they wrote Prometheus. Picked up a little bit. Prometheus was okay, except, yeah. except for the you know the the um, camera crew taking over Prometheus. Jack O'Neill didn't like it. Yeah, I, I mean, I yeah. hated it. Uh, then they had Smoke and Mirrors with the the foothold um, holographic device. That was a pretty solid app. We all enjoyed what Smoke and Mirrors. Oh, the sniper one. The sniper where Jack oh, where they changed Kinsey and yeah, yeah, yeah. That, right. was that, that was pretty cool. Then they had Disclosure, which yeah. was all the you know politics, politics two point which hurts mm. me to say that. Uh, <laughs> Does it? And exactly the same. Apparently, apparently Except jo- this one's better. <laughs> got thought. Apparently, Joe and Paul think they ended on a high with Prophecy. Wouldn't have yeah, thought so. Didn't. Wouldn't have thought so, guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's like it's like me telling myself I'm a good person. Like it's just wishful yeah. thinking. <laughs> I've been good this year. No, you haven't. <laughs> you really haven't. But I've been better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got good intentions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It keeps me not killing myself. I believe in being uh, good. Apparently, they, um, they wrote like. Part of it was an Earthbound episode, which they love, but it was also on another planet, so then, therefore, it must be better. Mm. So that's why they think it's good. Well, I, I think even uh, over in the UK, <laughs> you're right. Um, they didn't even think it was much, because on Sky 1, when it premiered originally, it didn't even get its own night. They played this and next week's episode back-to-back. <laughs> really? They were just like, let's just As get, new episodes? As new episodes. They went, let's just get this thing out of the way. Is that because it was the we'll end of the season? The end of, yeah, so they played this and next next week's episode yeah. as a whole Because Origin harder. was on the next week probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, this got a 7.9 in IMDb. I don't understand I don't get it. Today. John Paul, it's, um... each voted. <laughs> yeah, there's only <laughs> and two votes. <laughs> and, <Will. laughs> and their mums and their mums and it's still yeah. 7.9. <laughs> and the director, <laughs> what's his 10. name? Will Waring. Will Waring. Waring. Will Waring. Now, he directed is... Meridian. Yeah. Which is weird because we like those transitions between love Daniel dying. This is the Daniel death episode. Yeah. The one where he died and he's going to ascension. We liked those kind of transitions. Well, here's the thing. So I, I alluded to this uh, maybe last week or the week before. Uh, it was Changeling. And I said how Chris Judge really lucked out in the fact that he got Martin Wood to direct Changeling. Mm, and yeah. Martin Wood's expert- expertise really, really helped with this. Uh, Will Waring, I think, was just A, a bit out of his depth because I think Corin Nemec gave a really good performance here. Yeah. The camera just wasn't up in his face enough because what he was doing was really nuanced. It was all in his eyes and we never got those really close sort of shots of, of yeah, doing Yeah, there's only a stuff. couple at the end in the bed. Yeah, and then the other thing that happened is this episode was short. So that whole uh, the operating scene right at the end was intercut between, you know, O'Neill and Teal. Yeah, on the yeah it dragged for all a long stuff. time. If you notice, you didn't see Corin in that at all Too because no, no that was shot after the season had wrapped Corin was back home in Texas what right. um, spoiler alert the, the DP well no it was, it was in between <laughs> it was in between series breaks so everyone had left all the yeah. directors had gone all the um, directors of photography had all gone it's only because Terrell was a Vancouver native that she was there to do that scene and they wheeled in that wait 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 up. she is a Vancouver native or she's 
in the Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. Probably both. Right. <laughs> native, um, native Canadian. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's why Indigenous they got... Indigenous Canadian. That's why they got that other um, <laughs> neurobrain scientist, doctor chick yeah, to right. do that. So, so weird. It's very unhygienic even, to do brain surgery. Yeah. And she had she had no <laughs> magnifying stuff. So like she could just see his brain just with her normal eyes. She had no magnifying thing yeah. there anywhere. And yeah, they weren't even operating on Kyra, and that was just a stand in just lying there. Like I didn't even shave even his head for God's sakes. I I thought a lot of the there was a heap of prophecy when um at at the at the end battle in in the prophecy battle, because they had two. And there was just a lot of zap firing that was unnecessary. Nothing made sense. Nothing made sense in that. I mean, I was trying to finish watching this before I came here. Maybe I was like, hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that was the main reason. The If you watch the, the first prophecy of uh, the attack in the gate room where we see Walter and Hammond eat it. Yeah. So we see that. Then then Jonah says, okay, if I kill no Reem, maybe I can really focus on what's going on. <laughs> And then he's able he to just see. He wants to be Tilk, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. I, I, when he says, "Oh, this works for Tilk," mm. and I'm like, "He's not. He's not. Is he? What? Yeah. What the? Yeah. Did you just no, steal hang on, his... I missed something. Like yeah. Vincent. Symbiote uh, in the pouch, not same as tumor in the brain. No. Well, you know, each a little friend. <laughs> Jonah's got into Tilk's stash yeah. where he like yeah. hoards all these f-ing weapons and shit. Yeah. And he's just like, "Ooh, candles." So wading through all like all when that we crap. see when we see the gate room getting shot Forks up, it's, and stuff. it's incoming wormhole. <laughs> SG-15's IDC open up the open up the IRS and maybe five seconds later the stun grenade falls through. Mm. Well, then when we see the actual the first battle on the planet, you see Major whatever his fucking name is Major Lee or whatever it is do the IDC on his little thing and say okay we're good to go, and then he gets shot in the back and there's like a three minute fight scene mm. of Tilt getting shot and yeah that's what I'm talking about yeah. it just lasted forever but that's what I'm saying is the timing doesn't match up. From when we saw the first half of that, from Hammond's point of view, from when the the Jafar threw the um the stun grenade through and then came through and attacked with a bomb, oh, yeah, where was that? But like, true. there's no way that could have happened timing wise. And then the same thing when it actually happened at the end as well. Still addressed. So mate. none of that made sense. And then the thing that bugged me with um Jonas's, I guess we can call it his final superpower, <laughs> is seeing the future. The first couple made sense to me because they were shown from Jonas's point of view. The first one was him sitting at the table, hearing the guy sitting in front of him. I knew you'd have a problem with this. Yeah, I hate this episode. I hate it so much. It's just so poorly written. So it's like, that happened. And so he sees, oh, shut up, you old fool, blah, blah, blah. Not a problem. Next vision is his point of view, him picking up the book, seeing the drawing, and Mm. Sam going, hey, it's Mexican today. Mm. After that, He's seeing visions that he has no way of seeing. He's seeing the gate room getting shot up when he's not there. Mm. Then he's seeing things off world that he's not there yeah, for. Yeah, but the tumor was getting bigger, mate. But I just there was no explanation. There was yeah, all I it had takes, an issue with the off world stuff. Yeah, and he's like, and it's like if he'd say, oh look, if he was focusing and doing his Kelno reaming, and then he could see stuff. That's fine. But he mm. saw the gate room shoot up scene before he was paying attention. He just kind of woke up out of a sleep. Yeah. And could see that. I'm like, all I needed was a line of dialogue where it's like, oh, you know, we we took some of the data from Neity's machine and it says blah, 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 some line of dialogue to explain that. And I'm down for it. But there wasn't. Yeah, I, I can't forgive the off-world stuff because I'm like, well, I can almost understand if it's in the immediate vicinity and a big event happened, you know, sure. Mm. But for it to be off-world just because he's thinking about Jack, like... Why wasn't it yeah. all the planets in the whole galaxy that he's 
sees prophecies about. Exactly. Yeah. That exactly. was weird. Or, all it, the planets that they've been to. And when Carter understandably questioned him and said, we don't even know the, when he said, you get hurt when you leave on this yeah. mission, you will get um, a staff blast, you know. She says, we don't even know whether it's this mission. It could be weeks away. He's like, no, 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 I'm pretty sure it's only, it's like a, it's yeah. a very yeah. soonish sort of My prophecy. tumor doesn't like, work like that. Yeah, it's like, but, but you're right. Like, I, I think that affects a lot of shows where there's like dream sequences and stuff where... It's never as obvious or rarely as obvious as what this show, like you said, Maddie, where he picks up the notepad. It's that really weird, like trying to be first person camera, like the mm, even though his yeah. hands like quite clearly like beside the camera, mm. um, and then looks around and Carter's looking directly into the into the lens. Whereas then the next one where he sees Carter hurt, the camera pans around and shows him like the vision is looking at himself, and then like later yeah, on, it's true. a bird's eye of. Of Jack firing off, you know, all mm. kinds of shit. It's like, yeah, it it changes every time beyond that. And it's just like you're breaking your own rules, and that that pisses me off more than anything in, in a lot of movies and TV in the sci-fi world where they just continually break their own boundaries. Like anything's believable in a world of fiction, but just stick to your own yeah. boundaries and set of rules because then I can buy into anything. Yeah, and then at the end when um Jack's having his sort of final battle like on the on the on the planet and stuff and they're intercutting it with the uh, operation scene, it's suddenly then the, the neurosurgeon is like, oh no, it's an astrocytoma. Well luckily we all <laughs> Know what an astrocytoma yeah, is yeah. to know what no what sense. a big deal that is over the rest of the f-ing brain surgery he's already having. <laughs> I was waiting for them to explain it. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, it's a tumor, right? there was a little yeah. there was a little pause there, and I'm like, yeah. well, say something. And she's like, no, oh, retract know. the flaps, and I've got it. No, that wasn't there. <laughs> that wasn't cool. there in the um, MRI. Yeah. <laughs> Must, must have grown. <laughs> we didn't even have a like an insert of like some mushy brains, yeah. or a yeah, or an X-ray. Or... Oh, yeah, no, like, no yeah, budget. No. Man. The X-ray they had for Cassandra's was it in her head or her lungs? That thing I can't in, remember. In her, uh, I can't remember. In her chest, in her heart, I think. Yeah, Something next to her like heart. That, yeah. yeah, at least there's an X-ray. You're like, oh yeah, kind of yeah. figure that out. Yeah, all right, you've tried. Yeah. And good then, enough. And then because it made me so angry, then there was other little things that I really nitpicked at, like the fact that when. <laughs> When I'm going. I'm going. I'm what, going. Did you, did you like anything about it? I'm going all in on this motherfucker. I'm going I can all tell. In on this um, <laughs> then when like uh, Jonas is like first talking to Sam about, oh, I, I totally saw that was going to happen, and she's like, it's called deja vu. Oh, God. Yeah. No, it should be. We call it deja vu on this planet. It's not called deja vu throughout the entire fucking galaxy. You're talking to a guy from yeah. another planet. She's it's like, a French word. It's it's called deja vu. <laughs> the fuck? That's Carter's not that kind of that. Like lacks with her speech, the way she chooses to speak. Mm. She'd be like, "It's a, it's a phenomenon we call deja vu." Yeah, simple little things like that. Complete. You may not know this, Jonas, and yeah. I know that you remember everything. So quite clearly, you've never yeah. come across. I don't know this. if you've read our dictionary, yeah. but, <laughs> but it's yeah. called deja vu. Everyone on the entire galaxy knows that it's called deja vu. You f***ing numpty. I'm like, it's not about it. And then um, I'm still going. <laughs> yeah, which no, I did actually uh, like the way that we'll the little. Wait, we'll wait till you run out. The way that they <laughs> define deja vu. I'm like, I've never actually read it or heard it defined as the way where she said it's like a like a, a slight lapse of yeah, of the senses. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a slight delay. So by the time you actually register something, you think you've already experienced you think you've it. already experienced it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. I've never really thought about that. Whenever I think, yeah, you know, I feel like I've had deja. Yeah. Vu. I always just say, oh, it's a glitch, glitch in the matrix. Yeah, basically. I'm, I've God, poor Brennan had. And endless amounts of that from me in high school. Like I would see something, I'm like, oh, dude, both I did. Yeah, we we would say to each other, I'm like, man, I I know for a fact that I dreamt that. Like we had yeah. three yeah. months ago. No, we had deja vu a couple of times at the same time. Mm. I remember. It was. She was sucking each other's dick at the same oh, time. Oh, I've done we this like, before, haven't I? <laughs> I've done this before. <laughs> this again? I 
I, swear I, know, this, I know this taste. Behind B Block again? <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've had Deja Vu and I remember the dream that I've had it from. Yeah. And I can tell you the rest of the dream. And from I feel where like I, I keep trying yeah. to beat it. I'm like, I'm going to beat it this time. And I'm yeah. like, no, nah, I just can't do it. So the idea that it's like, it's a it's a sensory lapse, I'm like, that makes sense. But I, mm. I without knowing, and it sounds like such a ridiculous thing to feel that you know this, that you remember it, I know that it's been a long time since I dreamt this. Yeah. And it's nothing. It's literally like driving around a corner and seeing like a dog run across the road yeah. 200 yards down the track like something so minute yeah. and unmemorable yeah. that I go I know I know I know that I've seen that before I got a text and from it's you something the other day. I know that I've never actually seen it before it's not like where you walk across the street from your work and you see the same person getting coffee that lives yeah. in that building it's like that's something you would see every day it's something different so minute but at the same time so Unique at the same time. I got time. a text from you the other day, and I was at work, and I read it, and I'm like, I had massive deja vu. I was like, I've had this text from Mitch yeah. about this Dick topic pick. in this exact yeah. moment, <laughs> way before. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird phenomenon. And even in, mm. I wasn't happy with the way they did it in the Matrix either. Mm. How do they brush it off? It's been a year since I've seen it's any a glitch of the in Matrix. Movies, well, the cat. The glitch, he watches right. the cat go past, and he goes, yeah. and then it happens again. It's yeah, not, it's not how it really works. But. And they really well, set it up. You, that how do you visualize a feeling? I think that was the whole point. Well, it's Matrix, almost I would it? almost prefer kind of a vision like Jonas got, and then he saw it straight away. Mm. And, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, but it wasn't deja vu. It was a glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what um, I don't understand food. is um, why they were eating off-world food. Yeah, it, and it was fucking terrible. Yeah. But we've seen them eat pizza planet pies before. Yep. Yeah, at least they got well. To, and that was the moment O'Neill said. Rations only. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, they have to eat a dead rat or whatever the f they're eating this time. <laughs> I actually, oh god, I didn't even mention it last week. I really like that line where they were sitting down with the the, the politicians and shit Mitch, of last sorry, week. Inter- sorry, I love that Mitch takes a week to catch up. It's like last week he was talking about what he liked in the Changeling, and now <laughs> this week he's talking about what he liked. In and the I remember, I, remember <laughs> I might be sitting here and I'm like, this this is completely out of context of what we're speaking about. But I'll, I, I'll remember to mention this before the end of the episode, and then something <laughs> reminds me that. A week later, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Is it kind of still relevant? But when they were sitting down eating and the the, the, the prime minister or the president or whatever of, of that country, mm. planet, whatever, chairman. and the chairman, he's like, I can't believe we're actually eating food that was prepared in a yeah. different uh, planet millions of light years away. And then O'Neill jumps in and goes, and frozen millions of years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so scientific. That is 12 hards. Yes, go. Because technically you're right, but it's in- instantaneous. Fucking light speed. It's great. Yeah, so. but it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been millions of years because the Milky Way is only about 80 or 90,000. I know, but it, just, it, was like, it was like he was going for a science thing, but yeah. then he O'Neilled it. And yeah. it was just like... Just it's a few be- too many zeros on the end. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Read a book, Jack. <laughs> so back to my rant. Yeah, what else um, did you hate? Yeah. Mott taken down with one bullet by that little girl who's never fired a gun before in her life. It was in the back of the head, mate. Well, we don't know. It was shown off screen. So he held... Oh, hold- I'm telling you. He holds up. He holds up his. Um, <laughs> I wrote fan fiction around it. <laughs> Believe me, Mod's never coming back. We never see him yeah. again. But he holds up his hand device, and she shoots that, and so that's what he's got one bullet in the hand, and then it pans across her, and she just pumps another one in him somewhere, and you hear him flop over dead. It's like, jeez. Mm, in the subtitles, it said thud. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he thudded he over. It, like when he pops up, and they keep you know, think about some of the great villains we've had. You know, your, your, your old mate, Pete Williams, he comes in. Who, what's my character name? Apophis. Mm-hmm. Old mate, what's your, the new villain? What are you? Anubis. Who are you? Haru-ur. What are you? Nerti. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Mott. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? Or as O'Neill would say when he yells it, Mott! Mott! Like, well, Mott. And Is that it, all we've got left, really? And then at one point he says, uh, oh, so, Mr. Mott. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mott is a blue bullion barber on the USS Enterprise. Oh, oh. that's one. That's two, isn't it? That's one. If we're going to do it, like, I'd almost give two. you a pass mark, but... Nah, one. Oh, yeah. I, I know to ration him out these days, so... Yeah. <laughs> you beat Ball. What? Huh? You beat Ball. You beat Ball. yeah. What, me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. Oh, yeah, thanks, oh. mate. You beat Ball. His persistence is remarkable. You go, you. Silence. Silence. <laughs> Silence. Baal's recent campaign was meant him. to be a final crushing blow, <laughs> but he allowed you to escape. Oh, this is a full year before you go, Glenn Coco, and 2004's Mean Girls, and all O'Neill comes out with a you go, you. You go, you. Love it. Yeah, that was pretty cool to hear about the the battle behind the scenes of the the system lords, mm. knowing that it's still still happening, and um, yeah, Yu's just on his own, just swinging haymakers, <laughs> getting beaten, and then he's like, "Oh, got to get out of here," and then so, just yeah, blows the shit out of him. Because didn't they say that Baal answers to Anubis? Yeah. Mm. Yep. Is that I can't remember now. Is Mott, that what happened? Mott That's answers what to Baal. Yeah, but like. And then, Did that happen where Baal is now under Anubis? Uh, yeah, that's what they said. But yeah, well, he's, he's, I know they said it here, but before that, oh no! But the, well, no, the last we heard is that Anubis is now a system lord. Yeah, so he's obviously just you know flexing his muscles as part of the um, yeah. system lords, and they're all kind of capitulating because they they're afraid of him. Um, but you was the only one who didn't vote. For Anubis to join the system lords, so he's mm. in open defiance. I think they didn't they say he's in open defiance. Mm. Mm. Yeah, doing, but I was he's just doing pretty well to hold his own. The time against... before that, against like um, when he had O'Neill captured, Bar that is. There's no talk about Anubis, how he loves Anubis and all that shit yeah, now. Well, time's mm. passed since then. Almost, Maybe, almost a full It's just weird how it's just an offhand thing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe thing it's, it's almost like an unofficial thing. Like, I guess if, if you was a part of the, the Gold Council. And they're all in sort of like a joint partnership, reluctantly, because they're gold, but they're all in a joint partnership. And then Anubis shows up with Daniel's ex-girlfriend and was like, all right, <laughs> I'm back. Mm. This is how we're going to do it. You're going to welcome me back in here, and this is we're going to change things up. Yous went, f*** that. Yeah. So yeah. he's left. It's not like Anubis has come in and, and assumed control. He's just rejoined, obviously with the intent and the goal to assume control. Mm. But then you has separated himself from the council to single out Anubis and be like, I'm against you. And everyone else has just kind of went, well, I guess if he's against Anubis, he's kind of against the rest of us. So yeah. we'll follow the new guy. Um, not mm. to, My favourite phrase, not to spoil anything for Reese, but I honestly think this was just a ham-fisted way to set up some plot points for next week's episode. Yeah. That's all it really was, is to set up that you and Anubis are in open conflict with each other. That's it. And I'd be interested too. Like, I, I How do you feel, Reese? Because... I know some things about what's coming up, but I haven't seen, again, any of these episodes for years. Certainly don't or remember anything like the other two in the room. Brennan and Maddie remember about these episodes. So the fact that Anubis is, well, supposed to be, I guess, because we're getting told, the new big bad, mm. like he's done f- all. We've only seen him, what, once or twice? Yeah. yeah. Like, up until this point, do you even consider him the big bad? Like, when you think about Apophis, how Apophis could go away for a whole season, you'd be like, man, that guy's the f- boss because he proved himself early on and well, he could go away for long stints but he still felt his presence yeah the thing with with Apophis is he would rock up and he would f- and fight you yeah. yeah and then you'd kill him and he'd come back he'd be like you can't yeah. f- 
beat me, and then you'd kill him, and he'd come back, and he would <laughs> yeah. still rock up, and he would fight you. Anubis is just you like in your dreams. Yeah, it's like yeah. two seasons later, like he's Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Anubis, yeah, he, he, he is, Anubis is sending system lords and sending you know different people to do his bids, and you're just like, okay, great. You, if you, you think about it, Apophis died the first episode of season five, so really Apophis was only in the first four seasons. A, how many times did you fuck us over? B, how many times did he die? Mm. And how many episodes was he in? So really, Apophis has been the big bad through all of season five and all of season six now, and he's been in maybe two episodes. Yeah, He was in, what, uh, Revelations at the end of season five. Has he been in this season yet? Have we seen him this season? I don't think so. It's um, weird. I just, I just, I, as the rewatcher, like I'm somewhere between Reese and the new two guys. Mm. I'm definitely on Reese's side with the whole Jonas thing. Like I just know, for, as a long term Stargate fan, I hate Jonas. But on this rewatch, mm. I'm like, I still haven't got to the point where I hate Jonas, and I still don't have any yeah. respect for Anubis as a yeah. big bad. It's <laughs> weird. And for we're me, we're in the second last episode of season six, and that's why season, season six, six sucks. It's it's remembered yeah. as the introductory season for Jonas, and you're supposed to hate him because of but yeah. nothing. Nothing happens. This is nah, really like, maybe, they get maybe the Prometheus, yeah. I guess, but it sucks. So maybe yeah. it's post Quadrius season sucks. seven, eight, and whatever ongoing. You go, ah, oh, six was shit. But I think mm. now that we're experiencing it's a it, lot of setup. Yeah, it is a lot of setup. Sure, but I think this at the moment where you don't necessarily know that it's set up, and yeah. if it's not written that way, if they don't know that they're coming back for seven or eight mm. or whatever. Yeah. This is for me. This is the absolute low point, especially for season six and for Jonas. The the jump from this episode to next episode, next week's episode is probably in my top ten of the entire series of all time. Wow, yeah, okay. It is phenomenal. And let's not talk it up too much, guys. <laughs> well and and going forward for next episode and next season, they start getting Jonas right at this point. It's taken them a whole season to get that, but from him moving forward, I really like Jonas. He's got some really good episodes. But it's just like it took a long time to get there. It mm. took him a really, really long time. And yeah, I I just can't wait for next week's episode. That's why I said at the start of this season when we we're talking about it that I think if Jonas had it continued, everyone would have jumped on board. Mm. If he was if he was going through f- till season ten. Yeah, then if, everyone if he'd would had be some happy. time. Yeah. It's just so funny that like it's so meta, his character is so meta in the sense that Jonas, like Corin, is trying to Corin is trying to, I guess, warm to the fan or have the fans warm to him. Mm. And Jonas mm. is still. I think we get the end of this episode. They go, see, O'Neill's finally coming around to you. It's like shit. Yeah. This is twenty. Yeah, they should have made. They should have done that yeah. way earlier. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah, I haven't got the feeling for the last five or ten episodes or whatever that O'Neill still hates him. But no. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess he hasn't sort of really come up to you and like treated you yeah. as an equal. Yeah, he hasn't at any point said, oh, I should have chosen the f-ing Russian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's just the probie. Like you got to, you got to earn your keep. Yeah, you know, like Jack's that whole military background, blah blah blah. But I think Jack's shown a few times throughout the season that uh, yeah, you're all right. You're part of the team. Like, mm. yeah. you know, you know the one real high point for this episode for me. We saw the FaceTime ball again. I, I thought you were going to say it ended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I totally forgot the little face, the little Tokra FaceTime ball was in this. And they gave you plenty of time to realise what it was too. Like, yeah. you did that pan around. <laughs> yeah. Holding. This guy's the best marble player ever. Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon, go! God, he must be stressed. He can't even squeeze a stress ball. Yeah. <laughs> But I, yeah, where the hell did this guy get all the all those toys? Like, obviously yeah. he got it from Mott. But why mm. would why would old mate naughty give it to nice. him? Yeah, why would Mott what? naughty but naughty nice? Why would Mott not just Mott not 
just kill the old guy and put the guy who's loyal to him in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Why not just do that? Yeah. Considering he's like this, probably the most arch... Or leave a Jafar there? Yeah. Well, he's probably (laughs) the most like arch mustache twirling um, Gould we've seen since Apophis, like season one Apophis. Yeah. He's really I I didn't mind Mott as a bad guy. Mm, Yeah, he was was good. I mean, he he only had really one good scene with O'Neill, but... Yeah. I, um... I do have a bit of audio here that I did want to play right at the top of the episode just to remind Reese about it, just because he, he, he claimed to have no memory of it, but I thought, oh, we can, we can give it a run now if you like. Previously on Stargate SG-1. Haptar is actually a hybrid of two gold words, hawk, which means advanced, and tar, which I believe is a sort of slang for human. So essentially it's advanced human, hawk, tari. Sound familiar at all? Never heard of it. <laughs> when that came up and I saw Cassandra, I'm like, oh, oh you're f- kidding me. They're doing another Cassandra episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, this was also my way just to get a little bit of Daniel in this episode. <laughs> just, trying to, just trying to wheel that in. Jesus. So I did like how they kind of made Mott sort of menacing in the, the way that the old fellow was talking about Mott. Like he lined up the 10 sickest people in the village. <laughs> like he, goes, yeah. he took 10 of the sickest people in the village including her husband, and executed them. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, this guy like, needs business. He didn't duck them like it sounded like in during the first part of that sentence. <laughs> he f***ing executed them. I'm even, like, Jesus. Even Negan only takes one. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them couldn't stand, they were that sick. He tied them up onto a post yeah. and shot them. It's just like... <laughs> yeah. Or even old mate, like he's got the guy that, like, you know, his spy who betrayed the rest of his yeah. people and... Ratted them out to Mutt. And um, the, when the alarms are going off and Mutt runs, he's like, who set off that alarm? He's like, I did so because they've escaped. He's like, I did that, you idiot. I'm trying to draw them out, blah, blah, yeah. blah. He's like, well, I mean, I couldn't have known, so you've got to forgive me. That's what you think. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, like he this, was following your orders a, to yeah. a yeah. T. Yeah, this whole yeah. plan came together because of you, but uh, f*** you. Yeah. <laughs> you mucked up one time. Yeah. And he was pretty conniving to the fact that he let that girl drug that water to give it to the Jafar so that they would yeah. pass out. I think that's a bit of a reach. Like, how would yeah. he know that? I mean, fair enough. He let her go in, but how would he know that she drugged him? Yeah. Oh, you said you liked him, that's Matt. I was trying level. to contribute. <laughs> he probably gave <laughs> her the... quit. <laughs> no, I like the scene with him and Jack where he's that moustache twirling yeah. guy. Mr. Mutt. Jonas plays a good dead guy. He Does gives, he? He gives, he, good, fell, he gives good dead. Gives good dead. Was he dead? Oh, a couple of times he fell over and blood pouring out, pissing out his oh, nose. Oh, yeah. Why, why wasn't he accompanied by a nurse or a guard? <laughs> uh, it's just because <laughs> lazy like he's writing. Got a, he passed out. Any, any writing around Jonas is just f-ing lazy. <laughs> all right? Just chuck him in. He nearly passed out like on the planet and now he's off world and he's just by himself and he's got a brain tumour. Eh, he'll be fine. <laughs> he's on base. He'll be fine. We'll, we'll see he'll him eventually. An, will but he yeah, hit was, the alarm? No, he won't. No, nah, he'll just die. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah, find well, him. Don't at leave least, anyone there. At least if he's dead, we won't have to keep worrying about him. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll wrap a bandage around his head and then next week he shows up with a perfect head of hair. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And oh, in, there's, and week, in, there's weeks in between. And it, well, in the UK, they played him back to back. It literally faded out on that episode and faded out on O'Neill in the lift in the first scene of next week's episode. I grow my hair faster than anyone else. (laughs) It's his other other superpower, of course. I'm a quick grow. They would have had to take away his parts of his skull. Yeah. Yeah, literally would have had to drill into his skull. Smash it open. I mean, I saw that that, that operation in Saw 3. It looked looked really ugly. (laughs) Took a little bit longer. But yeah, I was was watching Jonas's face as he was playing dead and his eyes were open. 
and he did not move a muscle. It was perfect. Yeah, he didn't pause it. Didn't blink. <laughs> I was watching it for six minutes. He did not blink or move his eyes once. If you blink, you're out. <laughs> like forever. And Fraser was just standing. I didn't still blink. Now yeah, he's still out. <laughs> I thought for sure. It's two weeks later. Mm. This guy really wants this job. Yeah. Shanks, he's coming back. You're out. Yeah. You're cut. That's, that's <laughs> why I think. Oh, you blinked. You're out. Get fucking get out. Idiot. Get out. Scared of butterflies, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, he uh, he almost got up stage by a um, uh, a prop, a piece of prop, like a piece of set design that they had to remove. In this one of his- shot here, my greatest single regret in this episode, because <laughs> right behind that pillow yeah. there was a pineapple with a get well card, and we moved the pillows around. And I hit it. I didn't realize it till we'd already gotten the coverage. Oh, right. Your it, pineapple. The Will Wearing Pineapple. Perfect pineapple. Which Spikes makes went. its appearance in virtually every episode. Not necessarily to... by me. No. Yes, it is his trademark. And even in the one where Corrin came from originally in, on, in Kelowna on his home world, you had That's one right. painted silver with electrodes right. coming out of it in the in lab. In the background, yeah. <laughs> It's all about the placement, you know. Yeah. Look for the pineapple. So his one regret is not the disservice he did to Corin Nemec's acting. <laughs> it's the fact that they didn't show the f***ing pineapple. <laughs> uh, was it just me or at the start of that? Did he just sound like a really old woman? This old woman at Christmas time. This shot here, my greatest single regret. It's my great-grandchildren. <laughs> they came over. <laughs> well, hello, dearie. They had all the roast beef and pooped all over the floor. <laughs> Little Johnny here is my biggest regret. <laughs> granny that owns um, Tweety Bird. What's her name? Granny. Oh, yeah. yeah. Granny. granny. Just Granny? Just yeah, show her Granny, last name? yeah. Just Granny? Pretty sure. Yeah. Sounds like him. She's uh, she's wild. Granny Bird. She loves it. <laughs> granny Bird. <laughs> yeah, Tweety's and Tweety Bird's mum. Hey, um, so uh, the the high point for me for this episode was uh, Thomas Copachi. Copachi? It's not like an Apache helicopter, but Copachi. Uh, he played the old guy. Well, I would have thought the helicopters come after the indigenous Americans, but... Apaches. <laughs> yeah. Apache, 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 Apache. Is that racist? I don't even know. No, no. Helicopters don't feel. <laughs> uh, so he was the old guy, the, old, the, the leader guy. Uh, one of the few actors to appear in all four Star Trek spin-offs. Oh, and one of only oh, five on. Wait, 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 let me finish, let me finish it. And one of only five actors to play seven or more characters in the Star Trek universe. <laughs> Worth it. <sighs> Sorry, what else is boring? What else is boring? <laughs> Played Kira Taban. Well, I got nothing else to say. Um, I just like the way that it ended as well. That like, it I'm, ended. I'm trying. No, I'm trying to think. That there was another episode that was so ambiguous the way that it ended because I, I don't know whether it was this season or the end of season five. But at the end, with like trying to line up, like what actually happened? I guess the future isn't written because you know of the way yeah. that you know we we said this that we changed it. We changed the future. Well, hang on. But your prophecy, prophecy fulfilled uh, your prophecy where you did change the future that you saw. Kind of fulfilled a prophecy from a hundred years ago where they just very, like, I don't know, open ended said that a guy will come Archimedes along and fix shit. It. In Someone a will save us. Oh, like, I like it. So, oh. like, <laughs> write that down. <laughs> so, like, which, which is it? Did, did you, did, did you change the future or did you enact the future? Guess mm. you'll never know. Yeah. Like, no, you were. 
you were exploring a very philosophical, like, yeah. a good yeah. point here. Go, come on, guys. That's what we want to see. This not is... Jonas uh, get his head broken open and get a part yeah. of his brain removed. Joe's oh, like, no, Paul. Astrocytoma! Dun, dun, dun! Yeah. Joe's like, hey, Paul, we've got to hand this in. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> Yeah, put oh. chuck a few big words in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hand it in. See, I kind of felt sorry for Jonas when um, Carter got her burn on her arm. He's like, yeah, it kind of looked like a staff burn. Mm. And I kind of wanted, I know it's probably hard for Will, but I kind of wanted a point off planet where, like, you know how we've spoken about time and you chuck a boulder in a lake or whatever, So it's all, but it's always going to go over the waterfall. Mm. Yeah. What if... Regardless if Carter went off world or not, she was always going to have that burn on her arm. I would have liked to have seen a shot off world where maybe Carter could have been standing mm. or whatever and she would have got shot. I thought that's actually where they were going when Sila came around and said, oh, Carter was hurt as well. And I thought she was going to maybe walk around or something and still have like a very damaged arm. Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, oh, so regardless, yeah, it's, it, she was destined to be hurt. Yeah. But no, yeah. that was... Or... That was the future uh, that reason, he saw, but, but it was only because he... Cha- well, he, yeah. He Be- thought he changed it, yeah. but... Because he warned rec- her, then she stayed yeah. back. And but got then they the- retconned it with or- telling them about it and then Jack hears the horn at the end. Mm. Like yeah, the- yeah but like, she well, should have been... It? She should have been... Wa- in his vision, she should have been walking back through the Stargate into the embarkation room and then he goes, oh, shit, she's been hitting the shoulder with the staff yeah. blast yeah. and then says, okay, don't go. And then, yeah, wheel yeah, her through with cool. something yeah. on the arm. Or it could have been like the, the leader place. of SG-15 took whatever... <laughs> Sort of wound she was going. Yeah, to Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be when they went through. I thought O'Neill was going to say, "Hey, you SG15 member, you come with me because Carter's not here, yeah. and you're kind and of the same. You can do the same the shit as Carter does." That and then he, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like um, that Ashton Kutcher movie, The Butterfly Effect. Mm. So he goes back in time to change things and things up worse. It's like, oh, he's going to save save this person from you know hitting that letterbox, but then he's going to get his arm blown off from there. Yeah, yeah, things yeah. like that. It's like it just makes things worse yeah. by doing it. Yeah, I don't just I was just in that conversation impressed. think a bit like Final Destination where they were going to die. They stopped it. Oh, but then death death anyway, chasing yeah. down they died. And even if they were oh you're gonna die because you you know you you're walking into it literally a minefield. It's like, well we're not gonna go there. We're gonna go into a pillow factory. And it's like, well then <laughs> death will find a way of killing you there. Oh I'm gonna go somewhere else. No death will just find a way of killing you there. Yeah. Like you are going it is going to happen. It's so yeah it's just it I would have loved that Judge to be explored D. because we're not Stargate's not gonna sit there and explore predicting the future once a season as like an yeah. that's oh this in this in this season we're going to explore this sci-fi idea this is like a one and done almost you know like or if they're going to do it again it might be once before the end of the series like and they're like this is the way they did it i just feel like they could have had more fun with it no, yeah. there's not going to be a, oh, yeah. a definitive answer of course but make your definitive answer like every yeah. time travel movie is different explore because they one set branch their own rules. of of the what the, of the tree of what could be? Yeah. yeah, and in terms of um owing owing death a, a a death basically, there could have been one redeeming feature that the Will Waring did in this, and the editors did him dirty. Would have been the one cool death. Well, one thing that in uh, the control room when Hammond gets knocked down and he sees that Gary Jones is dead, it doesn't really show up here. But I had them take the monitor that Gary Jones sits behind, and they put a big hole through it. Uh-huh. And I wanted them to do a shot where you see Gary Jones dead and you tilt up and see the hole in the monitor. So the idea that you get is he was shot through the monitor. Right. Awesome. It doesn't really come across. How cool would that have been? Didn't even know Walter died in that. Did no, not I mean, notice yeah. it. 
that's it. He just kind of fell down next to Hammond and Hammond stood up. So you don't even get the shot of whether yeah. he died or not. But it's like yeah, they no. destroyed a computer monitor to make it look like a staff blast went all the way through it and then yeah. hit Walter and killed him and we didn't see it. I never mm, understood if that glass is so pitiful. Like we've had spears go through it, there's <laughs> staff blasts go through it. Why don't they always drop the blast doors mm. every time the ga- there's an incoming wormhole? Mm. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, have Hammond survey the thing through a security camera. Like, Yeah. Just get yeah. relaxed, guys. I mean, back in season one, they were activating the self-destruct every time the Stargate was came in. So it's yeah. like... Yeah. It would almost relaxed. be cheaper if they had a monitor there. So yeah. then they wouldn't have to do green screen shit. And it's like, oh, they're coming through. Mm. Yeah. Stock footage. Yeah. And, there, and there are cameras in the gate room. It's yeah, like, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like they back in Foothold when the aliens, were, like they closed the blast doors yeah. and there's cameras, like there's little black and white cameras up in the corner mm. filming what's going on. So it's like they could have seen from there. Yeah. yeah. Plus, uh, the thing that I did like about this once Hammond found out about the prophecy is that there were so many guards. I think the most guards we've seen at all in the entire series so far just coming in with shields. Yeah. And then they're lined up out the corridor yeah. as if like, well, once those guys die, we're coming in. Yeah. Those it's first like, guys are going to get I taken out that, by that, yeah, um, that shock grenade. Yeah, so good. Mm. Yeah. Just Not as a, like a contingency, like we yeah. got it stacked up, yeah, yeah, like yeah. reinforcements. And the big like riot shields and all that kind of stuff. But well, that would have been cool. Like that. all they would have had to do is just march up there, march up the ramp and push them back into the yeah. into the Stargate. Yeah, that's true. I just Damn. I just wish if there is a new Stargate series, they really need to get better technology in the gate room for security. They yeah. should have like <laughs> turret guns or That's fucking they drone need to do. guns. <laughs> well, they do. Remember, there's that episode where it's like there's that missile launcher drops down from the ceiling and fires bloody rockets through the Stargate. Yeah, but that's yeah. They have that yeah. which you can't. You can never see. That was like a yeah. coat rack, wasn't it? Hey, wasn't those those missiles sitting on like a coat rack? There's just two of them, and they let them go, and then went yeah, the, the coat Stargate. rack that drops down from the oh, ceiling. Oh, yeah, yeah. from the ceiling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they need like sweet laser guns or something. <laughs> well, I don't have lasers yet. Sweet, well, sweet lasers. They could if they wanted them. <laughs> they just have to write them in. That's all they need to do. Yeah, most of the prophecies were annoying because it was more or less use- useless. I just wish after they came from the prophecy and they went up to the briefing room, Hammond just went, SG-1, this is Cena. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a John Cena reference there. Oh, now I get it. Playing it home. <laughs> Jonas and Hammond are going crazy. Yeah. There's no one there. You can't see her. Yeah. One for the wrestling fans out there. Big time. Uh, you know, Damo Edwards is getting drunk listening to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Loving it. Keep it down, Damien. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so do we buy the ending that by Jonas having his prophecy and Hammond opening the gate and radioing through and that little horn going off, basically, if, if you look the setup for the scene, Jackie is standing behind the DHD, staring directly at Major Lee or whatever his name is, who's dialing. And Major League gets shot in the back, so Jack never saw mm. the person directly behind him, so Jack wasn't doing his job right. So because of that horn in the distance, Jack's vision moved from, like, the 12 o'clock position to, like, the 11 o'clock position. And based just on that, 
and they were six men, and all they had was two staff weapons and two zats. They took out that entire ambush and made it home safely with just that one guy with the mm. sore leg. Yeah, well, I guess they lost the element of surprise. Uh, the Gwaul lost the element of surprise. As soon as that horn went off, he's like, oh, shit, they know we've escaped. They know that we're here. Get ready. And immediately Jack was on was on alert, whereas if... But that was, that was his job in the first one, though. It's like... Before they well, were... yeah, no, they escaped from jail. Not no one knew that they were gone. They were like, okay, let's just quickly go through the gate and then we'll come back. Like he thought they were still covert, but then, but Jack, yeah, was, they I, didn't know it was a Jack big... was watching the guys back while he was dialing. Like that was his job. He was standing behind the DHD. Yeah, I agree. It's SG fifteen. Jack didn't give a f- about him <laughs> <laughs> until Tilt got copped it. That's his, yeah, yeah, that's his job. But even like the guy who's on a roadworks team with a stop sign doesn't really give a shit until a car comes. Yeah, that's true. And he's like, oh, shit, hang on. <laughs> yeah, hang on, what, which side is this? Oh, yeah, <laughs> stop. And you, you even saw the explosive pack on Tilk's back um, in that scene where he's getting shot and he looks oh, yeah. up. If you look over onto his left shoulder, you see like a big ping-pong ball-sized lump. And then when he sits up, that's what explodes with him getting the star. I thought that was his muscles. Oh, yeah, I thought it was his extra trap. <laughs> yeah, his trap. <laughs> It's time, time for the Get, get Into Gate Harry Mailbag Weekly. We've got a uh, Gibson Brothers podcast reference here uh, to kick things off. Oh, give it to me. From make uh, two people happy. Dave Hancock. <laughs> Four. <laughs> I'll make you two happy as well. Dave uh, Hancock. Love Dave, Dave Hancock, Hancock says, I have a recommendation for a Gibson Brothers verbal lubricator. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Cooper's Vintage. Oh, pass. <laughs> two, st- wait for it. Two standards per stubby. Holy shit! Neck two, then sip. You're in business. Fifteen minutes after that. Jesus. <laughs> Neck means skull. Yeah. I also, <laughs> I also, I also have a film review request. MIB International. That's the new um, Chris uh, Chris Hemsworth film. Oh, yeah, one of the great I'm shows. not going to see it and would like to hear about what you guys thought also not seeing it. <laughs> okay, I've just... Here caught- I was about to play, not play the game and go, oh, I'm going to go see it soon, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> no, mate. Uh, I've just caught up with the first sentence and I've realised it's got nothing to do with Robert C. No, Cooper's no, Vintage the is the drink. Cooper's, Cooper's Beer. Cooper's Pale Ale. Cooper's Beer, two standards per stubby wheel. Don't mind if I do, Dave. Absolutely. Any Stifler, how's the Pale Ale? (laughs) I always think about that. Yeah. It's like the guy guy I work with is like pretentious and loves his kind of, what are they called? Those shit beers that everyone... Craft. Craft beers that everyone... Oh, yeah. Oh, I love the Pale Ale. I'm in a cup and drink it, you... I mean, that's what beer is. But, like, pale is the next step down from lager. Yeah, you might as... Uh. Like, you... Oh, man, it took it's me long enough to fru- love beer. It's a fruity beer. F- off. Like, yeah. what are you... Uh, I'm not drinking a UDL. Beer. Yeah. Oh, there's cider out there that exists. Yeah. Goonsack. Well, it totally tastes like cider. A bit of fruity it's Lexia. Like, it's okay if you don't like beer. Just drink cider. Don't make beer cider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to mix it, mix it up. There's an in-between. Josh Williams is uh, got in touch with us on Facebook. He sent us a photo. It says uh, it's just a picture of this sign. Must be at uh, at, a, at a school somewhere. Hope he's got kids. Uh, it says welcome to preschool <laughs> story time. <laughs> it says welcome to preschool story time with Mrs. Carmen. Today's theme is across the universe. And Josh says, I have the Across the Universe theme stuck in my head now. You all ruined library story time. Or perhaps you salvaged it. 
from the bushes. From the bushes. <laughs> Josh Williamson. Pe- possibly well Peter's uh, Probably Peter's. Kin. Hey, Poff. Kin. <laughs> yes. Josh Poff. Thanks, Joz. Jozo. Joza. Sean Vitito jumps on the old YouTubes for us. And this, this is on the Stargate Origins review. Cool. Oh. It's gone back a while. The YouTube. One of the Just got to say, Reese made this podcast epic. Thank you. Drops the mic and walks out. <laughs> Loved it. FYI, I know it's over a year later, but just heard the weekly hairy mailbag from episode 120 and had to drop my comment. Keep up the great work, FYI, about Origins. It was really disappointing. I was hoping for more than a $1,000 budget. <laughs> <laughs> and to wrap it all up at the end, with the way they brought everything together, sucked. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that makes it canon. Not. Thanks for the laughs and keep it up. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. On your Tito. So T-Dog. Absolutely, it sucked. If we, had, Origins, to choose, if we like, had to choose between watching Origins again and watching Prophecy again, what do we choose? Oh, Prophecy every day of the yeah, week. I suppose absolutely. it's shorter, isn't it? So. <laughs> <laughs> Get it dumb. Yeah, Tilk's in it. Less yeah, dizzy, you know. Holy Monterey. Holly Corbett strikes a chord here with uh, Reese. This one's right at there for Reese. I think what I enjoyed most about this week's episode, which is uh, off the back of our metamorphosis chat, is the gradual increase in love the boys have for Jonas. Mm. It happened for me too in my recent rewatch, and now I'm fully converted. How did it take us so long? Oh, Holly. Hashtag Jonas is a babe. Hashtag Daniel. Who? Holy! Oh, How dare you? And I've got to tell you, Coronemic liked the shit out of that tweet. <laughs> I bet he did. <laughs> Daniel Who. Yeah, look, uh, I mean, as I, as I say, I think it was in our Frozen chat, I, it was when I first brought it up that, yeah, Jonas Quinn is just a, uh, a victim of, of lazy writing. Um, starting yeah, we've all said that. started off by you know Robert C Cooper. You'll <laughs> you'll blame Jonas for that as well as um, Daniel's death. But I mean, that's just a selfish thought, isn't it? Me, I give Jonas a chance, and we all love him. No, is this a thing you're reading? It sounded like you were reading. Yeah, that's what reading. happens when I th- when I before I um, think before I talk. That's what. It's, also, it's one a.m. Oh, good excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Leanna Carrasco also says I fell in love with Jonas the second he walked on the screen good looks will do that when he became permanent I about lost my mind then Daniel came back I was so mad yeah, get your sweater and get the f*** out Daniel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go ascend somewhere else you piece of shit <laughs> Oh, Sammy's getting right in on the bloody metamorphosis Jonas love as well. I really like this episode. Jonas getting a chance to be badass, mouthing off to Nerti was cool, and it led to the character having a feature episode where he has visions of the future. Which sucked. Oh. Uh, this is all going to uh, make me vomit in my I mouth. Lo- I loved how the others finally realised he was willing to go all the way for them too. He's been trying hard enough. Absolutely. When's he going to go full circle and die like Daniel did saving somebody? Or have I accidentally given away next week's episode? Oh, oh. If you have, I'm well, going to hate you for I this. Have. No, you haven't that. because you haven't prefaced it with not I'm to give not anything away from Reese. Yes. Look, I wouldn't be f***ing surprised. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Like I said before, I like Jonas next season. Season 7 Jonas is really good. It's because he's dead. <laughs> How can you hate him if he's dead? Thanks at Samara Draven. Draven. <laughs> I can, hear you. I can see your brain ticking over. 
Train moving. Not to stay on the same topic, we've really started a movement here. Bobby Reedy, yeah, mate, genuinely mm. didn't realise there was people who didn't oh. like Jonas until the boys said it. Bobby, really? I'm with the Flying Gibson <sighs> on this you, one. Jonas being cool. One of the great takes, hashtag, his father made him right. <laughs> Holly, she jumps on board, replies that. I think what Maddie said was right. It was okay, because now he wasn't Daniel. There was such a swell of people who were heartbroken, but watching it fresh changed so many of my views. Mm. Absolutely. I'm Whereas, still not over Daniel's It's all about death. it's all about perspective. It's all about perspective, mate. You just got to give him a chance. Got to just I've given him a chance hey, for 15 years. Love him until he proves that you need to hate him. That's all. Yeah, I loved him for the first 2 minutes of Meridian and then Daniel died and he That <laughs> wasn't his fault, mate. It wasn't I know fault. we've said it a bunch of times before Daniel's this season. Daniel's dumb fault. But and and I think it's worth revisiting because Corin Nemec is a follower of the show, like in many aspects. Like he is right around our socials. I don't know whether he's tuning in every week to listen to the podcast. We can only assume that, of course, he is. Um, <laughs> but we we have never slagged off Corin Nemec. We continue to not slag off Corin Nemec. Great. We love Corin Nemec. He's just been done dirty. <laughs> was that nothing? But really? we we just say that yeah, he got cookie. a little bit underdone. It Cookster. was like the yeah. the writers a little bit unsure how to replace Daniel, and at times they just fell back into rewriting mm. Daniel to not be. Daniel, but being Jonas instead. So. Next next week is some of Jonas as Jonas as a character, ignoring how much I love Corin. Mm. Next week's episode has some of Jonas's best work. Cool. Because oh, I'm going to spoil something for Reese. Yeah, don't. Oh so, Jesus. Um, He's it's, right. On it's the just edge. The, the the team dynamic works. Yeah. They're not they're not making him a replacement Daniel next week. Yeah. They give him his own stuff, and I think it works. Finally put some effort into writing for him. Pretty much. And it's a Robert Cooper episode too. Well, about f- time. We <laughs> yeah. have come full circle, I mean, yeah. haven't we? He's done He's done Jonas dirty this entire season since he f- created him. and now He's, he's done SG1 him. dirty yeah. the whole time he's been on that. <laughs> mm. I love it how Brendan started this whole Cooper shit and now he doesn't even have to say anything. <laughs> Everyone else has taken it. <laughs> Brendan hasn't said anything bad about Cooper for f- weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Look, he speaks for himself. I'm not going to be. <laughs> Stale Hand on YouTube. He's uh, commented on episode one. He's also a new subscriber. He says, or she. Don't e- assume. Either, either one could have assume a, it. Every, they. Either one's hand could be stale. Didn't realize others loved Stargate as much as me. Well, welcome to the community. Welcome. couple of YouTube shout outs from new subscribers. Juniper Bell. Ian Tomlinson, Steve Becker, Maddie Mo twenty four ninety one, on your uh Lan Lan Harcombe, Danny one oh eight, Dave Far Hancock. Out. He's already been on. Rob Keys. <laughs> We've given you enough of a shout Stale out. Hand. Big, the, I love the Stale Hand. By the way, you do. Yeah. <laughs> stale Good. Hand on my cock. <laughs> Got one here from uh... <laughs> Tara Hunter M N M on Twitter. What do you do when your podcast sound varies a lot and it bothers your coworker? Pop on your aftershocks, of course. Nothing I can do about my obnoxious laughing, though. Now back to get into gates. Oh, well done, Tara. Mm. Sneaks in a little, you know, plug there for aftershocks. Earphones, just trying to get some sponsorship going there. Absolutely. Oh, Great people at Aftershocks. Great they people. want to sponsor the show. Obviously her, co- obviously, her co-workers don't enjoy us 
laughing obnoxiously while she's listening to our podcasts at work. So well, she's, I think she's Ta- got to pop the little earbuds in. Yeah, I think Tara's um, just started listening to the podcast. So she's in the uh, in the early episodes oh, where back with the bad levels. Yeah, bad levels <laughs> where well, look, you don't need that in the middle of your head when you're listening it with with earbuds. No, that's well, true. I, yeah, I think wow. the the issue was wow. she had it on loudspeaker uh, on silent, yeah or, yeah, or quiet, and then a. When we start laughing or talking loud, her co-workers go, who the f- you Aussies, seriously? Why are they so quiet hey, and look, so loud? Maybe maybe after, <laughs> yeah. maybe aftershocks are just so good that they yeah. balance out all those level issues. I don't know. I they mean, would if, be. They could be. I've never, I've, I've never worn them. So maybe well, someone they wants could, to send me a pair for well, free. They could be so. The show. They could be so shit. We'll never know unless Aftershocks sends us four pairs. Yeah. If only we had an amazing platform to be able to review them. Yeah, absolutely. Favorably, of course. Given that Audio Shocks is clearly in, in an audio medium, they want mm. people listening to audio <laughs> things. Yeah. And there's and if hey, if they want shocks, there's we are shocking. Yeah, I'll give you an after, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an aftershocker. I mean. Mm-hmm. Look, we want free headphones after shots. <laughs> if you got to sponsor us, yeah, if let's, not, we'll tag we'll tag them in now when we post this episode as well. Ugh, gosh. Mailbag empty. This week's episode yeah. of Get It Again brought to you by Aftershocks. Let's hope so. Yeah, we can do that. It's time to find out if Reese has been paying attention. Five questions on the board for you, Reese. Ready? You ready for this? Oh, shit? did you wheel your board in? Wheel. Wheel in oh, the no, board. I got stuck in the door there. <laughs> What's going on? I know, I had to squeeze past it when I went to the toilet before. <laughs> All right. Your time starts after mm-hmm. this question. Okay. Let me just... I don't know what I'm doing here. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, what else is new? Let's write this down here now. All right. According to Jonas... Yeah. Oh, hang on. I f- this. <laughs> you know. Why I'm shocked. <laughs> You've only got three questions, don't you? It's so out of character for you, Brendan. (laughs) All right. After this one, then. What is the name of the moustache-twirling Lord? Mott. Correct. It doesn't actually have a moustache. According to Jonas, Lord Mott is the Canaanite god of what? Uh, Death. Correct. Who caused Jonas's precognitive vision? Nearty. Correct. Uh, What is the binary code of Lord Mott's mining planet? Uh, P4S237. Correct. What type of tumour was in Jonas's brain? Oh, you f- piece of Sinchus <laughs> 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 Oh, you missed out on that one. Come on, mate. I s- how many times? Yeah, Astrocytoma. Astro- Astrocytoma is what we're after there. Five f***ing the- syllables? I can mate, barely count to five. Pay attention and jot it down. <laughs> it's about, that was the whole scene was about an astrocytoma uh, and you couldn't even pick it up. What the f*** is your phone doing over there? <laughs> Sorry, it's past midnight, so I can do new things on Pokemon Go, and I didn't realise that. Oh, Jesus that Christ. During the podcast. I can't turn the audio off. It won't like, let me. When you're I'm not on talking, vibrate. It says just I'm put on your vibrate. phone on the f- microphone. <laughs> this is for both of you. Reese, your father made you wrong. It still you're says just Reese, but... son of a bitch. Wow, well, I mean, he personalised it, but... Oh... Oh, it still says I'm on vibrate. I don't understand. Oh, bet it does. I'm just so excited for next week, guys. I'm already too hards. Just thinking about it. It's a little firm. Just thinking. Oh, fully turgid. Pretty firm. <laughs> My dick blood... is so hard, it's gone into a full circle. Got a few blood vessels pouring down to the old schlonginator, if you know what I mean. <laughs> schlonginator. <laughs> hard enough that you go, ooh, we could be on here. Uh... This could, something could be happening. 
Schlongenator. No, I'm not into it. Not in- Oh, hang on. No, maybe I am. Yeah. Hey, um, if you're on our Patreon, you get uh, early access to episodes. It's almost like you're having a prophecy. Ooh, shit. Oh, shit, yes. Dang, yeah, nice. Jump on our Patreon, guys. <laughs> Patreon forward slash get into gate. I mean, the future will definitely not change. If you hear it early, it won't be different mm. when it's made public to everybody. <laughs> sometimes we're it's... not putting in twice the effort for the same episode. Sometimes we miss a couple of C-bombs and Mitch it has is, to go. It is <laughs> different. <laughs> it actually is <laughs> different most of the time. When I listen back to it, I go, ooh, that's three F-bombs I missed. How I about do. That? What I enjoy the most is that Reese called me a in there, but then later on said, "Oh, dang!" Like that's <laughs> <laughs> instead of damn. Like it's oh, you dang's, really care about dang's just one of my catchphrase catchphrases. Wouldn't it's just something so. I say. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> and uh, there's still time for you to jump onto our Patreon and then you'll go in the draw to win our Stargate mouse pad. Nice. When's that getting drawn, Matty? Uh, end of July. End of the months. Mm. In, our, in our great rank of season oh, six. Fuck yeah. One of the good ranks. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Oh, Jesus, yeah. yeah well, I think I'll this... have to do my list up probably this time. All right, that's episode 132 of oh Stargate SG-1, Jesus. the penultimate as one, some would say. <laughs> one fifty next episode. season, boys. One fifty next season. Oh, mate. Keep it in your pants. <laughs> can't. Can't. Ten hearts. Ten hearts. Ten 150 hearts. You can check out all of our past 131 episodes of, plus specials, of Get Into Gates <laughs> on your favourite podcasting outlet. Hit us up on the socials, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Just search Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcast. Send us in an off-world activation, a uh, getintogate at gmail.com. If you want to uh, hit us up individually, I mean, if you just want to like chat away from the rest of the guys, you know, just a little bit more intimate Slip connections. Into our DMs. Maybe. At not Mitch me. I probably won't reply. Underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. I got, might like, not. Three Instagram accounts. But, you know, I will send you a dick pic if you DM me. Mm, do it. I can send you a dick pic now if you like. Where you at, Maddie? <laughs> At high pitch, Maddie. <laughs> Your bag fainted. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it did not faint, pics. Reese. It's weighed down by paper flyouts of, of dick pics. Just I'm ready to go. Like a brochure. And uh, which is your main of your uh, several accounts, uh, Reese, that you would like to be contacted oh, or not? Um, well, you can contact me at, um, <laughs> at the small dick or at the flying Gibson. And best of uh, luck to any other grown man out there that's uh, going to cry his eyes out watching The Lion King. Uh, Won't be me, I've seen it. Yeah, I know what <laughs> happened. Better in the cartoon. years ago, I'm good. Better. I'm still. I still cry. I watch it the weekend. Still cry. That music gets me. The score. Oh, it's all happening. Oh, yeah, Elton John. Uh, no, before Sick Elton. Goodbye. It's obviously the. Dad, wake up! Wake up! That's the cry. Bro. No. You know no, we mean? all have to grow up one it's day, the, mate. It's the. Yeah. Remember. Oh no, I don't cry that. Oh mate, I get goosebumps now. It's because Mitch's dad is the king. <laughs> get into geek. I'm banana, squish banana,